Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies, and their team of licensed experts is on hand to help you talk through it. Talk to a team of award winning agents who will walk you through the process step by step. Easily compare quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Your work life insurance policy may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. Even worse, it may not come with you if you leave your job. Policy Genius gives you unbiased advice from a licensed expert support team. They have no incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Today is September 8th, 2022, and our first story, Steve Bannon has been taken into custody, charged with money laundering and other crimes related to the We Build the Walls scandal. He's accused of defrauding Trump supporters, but many see this as a political play to stop Bannon right before an election. And I gotta, I gotta say, I don't trust the machine. I don't trust the establishment. I don't trust New York State, but we will see. It's entirely possible it's true. And Bannon and his cohorts did defraud people. In our next story, Las Vegas official has been arrested for the murder of a journalist, a Democrat nonetheless. Interesting because we were told Trump's rhetoric would make Republicans attack journalists, but now it's a Democrat being charged for killing a journalist. And in our last story, Zion's bank pulls out of Boise pride over child drag shows. Yeah, it's backfiring and the right is starting to win the culture war. If you like this show, give us a good review, leave us five stars, share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. Before we get started on today's segment, I just want to say to our brothers and sisters over in the UK, my condolences, rest in peace to the Queen. We here in the US, we have, to a certain degree, a respect for the Queen as we've become great allies with the UK. Though uh, we did fight a war to sever ties, I think over time we've come to have a great respect for our friends over in the United Kingdom. So my condolences, my respect to everybody. Uh, sad day indeed. The queen has passed. But let's move on to the big news today for, for those of us here in the United States. Steve Bannon has been taken into custody. Law and Crime reports Bannon and We Build the Wall both charged with money laundering, conspiracy and scheming to defraud Trump supporters. I don't believe it. Sorry, I don't. And the left, of course, will come out and say, despite all the evidence that they were ripping off and defrauding Trump supporters, you still don't believe it. You are in a cult. You're grifting, blah, blah. OK, full stop. I will show you some of the facts of the case. And right before the midterms, Steve Bannon was already pardoned for this at the federal level. And now at the state level, New York is going after him. Now, two of the defendants that were not pardoned have, I believe they pleaded guilty and admitted to defrauding people. I still don't believe it. One individual, Timothy Shea, 
was uh, his trial was declared a mistrial. Now, several jurors accuse one juror of being biased, but a judge disagreed. So a mistrial was declared and it will move forward. But I think what we are seeing is potentially one screen, two different movies phenomenon where you can show someone some facts and paint it with a brush that makes them believe something. And then uh, both sides believing something different. But I'll tell you this. They are pulling out all the stops. Joe Biden called MAGA an extremist threat. And then they use the weight of state and federal government to go after their political rivals. So forgive me if I don't believe this is legitimate, because you're not going to convince me that the people who donated to Steve Bannon and his cohorts to build the wall are upset that Bannon and others were paid for their efforts. What they're arguing is that in the We Build the Wall nonprofit, they said all proceeds go to building the wall. The argument is, well, people believe that every penny cent would go to building the wall, except proceeds has more than one definition. It either means the total transaction or it means the total net transaction after costs. So when you have someone like Steve Bannon saying we're running a nonprofit and the proceeds will go to building the wall, they could mean very simply we're going to get paid to do work. All the money left over after we get paid goes towards building the wall. Because the idea that a nonprofit can function without paying its own staff and organizers is laughable. Me, having worked for nonprofits, I don't even care if a nonprofit pays their executive director a million dollars. I've heard a lot of people say, why is an executive director of a nonprofit receiving a million dollar salary? It's simple. Executive directors are CEO level talent. If you want them to run your business, you need to make it competitive. That doesn't mean paying a $10 million salary like some of these other big corporations do, because it is a nonprofit, but it means you're going to pay a lot of money to these people to make the project function. Now, that being said, of course, it could be true that Bannon and his cohorts literally were trying to just rip people off, whatever. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what my opinion is. I don't trust the government. I don't trust the Democrats. And I think that's where most people will lie. This appears to be a political attack right before an election where Steve Bannon is one of the most prominent voices of the MAGA Republicans is being charged. They have tried. They already charged him with contempt of Congress. Now we're seeing this. But I tell you this, my friends, it is backfiring. Joe Biden looks bad. Independent voters are pissed off over the constant raids, and it's terrifying. And now in the polls, Biden has a two to one disapproval rating upon, among independent voters. Republicans need those votes. Now, with that being said, Democrats are gaining in the polls across the board. They are now heavily favored to retain or even expand their hold in the Senate. And it's not looking so good for Republicans in the House. I mean, take a look at Dr. Oz. And I think it's fairly obvious Republicans aren't doing that well, but we'll get into that because I do think the more they do things like this, the worse off they will get. But we'll see. Abortion apparently is playing a big role in a shift in polling. Before we get started with this big breaking news story, head over to TimCast.com, become a member in order to support our work and check us out, TimCast on Spotify. You may know that we released a song in the past uh, just about a week and a half ago, almost two weeks ago now, actually. And we reached number two on uh, the Billboard digital sales charts. 
We, re- we reached number 16 for all alternative music. Number 24, I think, on alternative and rock. 21 on rock. So that's really, really big for us. I'm really grateful. Check out our songs, Only Ever Wanted and Will of the People. Two songs available on Spotify. We're going to promote that stuff. If you got Spotify, listen to the songs. More songs will be released. We're aiming for a new song every month. So that should be really awesome. We really do appreciate your support. It's just another project we're working on here at TimCast. I know the first songs are from me, but we're going to be signing other artists and expanding our cultural offerings. And I got to say, for our first song, despite all of the hate, it was a resounding success. Seriously, number 16 on on the alternative charts, there are many uh, very popular multi-platinum bands that have never reached that high. And that, to me, was crazy. I did not expect that. I assumed that when we hit... I think, you know, number 16 and alternative, number uh, hot rock and alternative, we hit number 21. I was like, oh, that's probably no big deal. And then I looked at some of these multi-platinum bands that never reached that mark. And I'm like, wow. So thank you all so much. Check out our music. Here's the big story. Bannon and We Build the Wall charged with money laundering, conspiracy and scheming to defraud their own supporters. The indictment reported on Wednesday and unsealed for the first time on Thursday contains similar allegations to the federal case that Bannon dodged through Trump's pardon, with key differences. Federal authorities did not pursue charges against the nonprofit group, even though two of its executives now stand convicted of conspiring to commit wire fraud. Spanning 22 pages, the indictment's charges include money laundering, conspiracy, and scheme to defraud. The 501c4 nonprofit is charged under the corporate corporate name We Build the Wall, Inc. As for Bannon's case, the doctrine of separate sovereigns allows state prosecutors to pick up a case similar to one brought by federal authorities. Both the federal and state cases allege that Trump's former chief strategist pocketed $1 million of the $25 million in donor money raised, despite promises that every dime would go towards construction of a U.S.-Mexico border wall. Full stop. Probably, maybe, I don't know. Innocent until proven guilty. Let's see it. Now, a couple of these guys pleaded guilty and they report admitted to it. And if that's the case, well, then so be it. Fine, whatever, charge them. But the timing is suspect either way. Now, look, to those of you on the left who think that people are in a cult or, you know, supporting Trump or whatever, the issue is not that I like Bannon or Trump. The issue is Jesse Smollett. That was a hoax. Michael Brown, hands up, don't shoot. That was a hoax. Covington Catholic, that was a hoax. Kyle Rittenhouse crossed state lines and shot people of color. That was a hoax. So forgive me if I don't believe you right away. Going after Donald Trump, he's got nuclear documents, so screamed the Washington Post. Oh, turns out he didn't. Turns out they were just looking for any documents. He's got classified documents. Well, those were empty folders. They're classified documents for sure. And you know what? If people break the law, so be it. But Trump was the president. He has declassification powers. It's absurd. They're lying, and I don't trust them. Bannon surrendered Thursday morning in lower Manhattan. Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg and New York Attorney General Letitia James will a joint press conference on the charges at 1 p.m. Eastern. We'll have a joint press conference. Copy editor, guys. We'll hold a joint press conference on the charges at 1 p.m. Eastern time. The two top prosecutors. So that's passed already. The two top prosecutors also joined forces during the prosecution of former Trump Organization Chief Financial Officer Alan Weisselberg, who pleaded guilty last month. You know, Charlie Kirk tweeted that we don't have an over incarceration problem. We have an under incarceration problem. No, Charlie's incorrect. 100 percent wrong. We have a low hanging fruit and heavily politicized legal system, which means there are people who are in prison who should not be and people who should be who aren't. That's the reality. Violent criminals are getting released in places like New York. They should be. But they were arresting like a salon owner. 
Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies, and their team of licensed experts is on hand to help you talk through it. Talk to a team of award winning agents who will walk you through the process step by step. Easily compare quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Your work life insurance policy may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. Even worse, it may not come with you if you leave your job. Policy Genius gives you unbiased advice from a licensed expert support team. They have no incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Nah, I think the overwhelming, overwhelming majority of people should not face prison time. I believe the overwhelming, overwhelming amount of people should face house arrest and only extreme violent offenders should actually be incarcerated. Extreme. If you're someone who like robbed somebody, house arrest. Now, I mean it. I know a lot of conservatives might, might not want to hear that. But my, my point is what we see with the, with the Democrats what we've been seeing with the politicization of this is that at the start of COVID, they release all the criminals and then started going after small business owners. So no, I don't trust. I don't support this stuff. Going after the Trump organization, chief, uh, chief financial officer, I'll tell you why I bring this up. The reason why so many people are in jail is because they just plead guilty because they have lawyers who say you're better off just pleading guilty because if you go to trial, you'll face the trial tax. That's right. You see, They'll come to you and say, we got you dead to rights. Here's how we're going we're gonna to frame it. And their lawyer goes, yeah, it looks really bad. We've already seen how most people in this country don't believe in innocent until proven guilty. So they say, just plead guilty. So this Trump organization guy probably just says, fine, fine, fine. I'll do whatever you say. Spare me. Spare my family. I don't trust it. I don't trust the system. Sorry. Quote, it is a crime to turn a profit by lying to donors. And in New York, you'll be held accountable. Bragg said, as alleged, Stephen Bannon acted as an architect of a multi-million dollar scheme to defraud thousands of donors across the country, including hundreds of Manhattan residents. Each and every day, my office works to ensure that when New Yorkers hand over money, they know where it's going and who it's going to without any smoke screens or false promises. So my question is, um, did they report the earnings on their five uh, on their on their 990s? It's a, it's a 501c4 which means it can engage in politics and doesn't need to disclose publicly. So maybe that's why it's, it's not relevant. A 990 might just be a 501c3 thing. I could be wrong. James, who primarily handles civil matters, said in a statement that there cannot be one set of rules for everyday people and another for the wealthy and powerful. They love saying that as they let their people get away with everything. Mr. Bannon took advantage of his donors, a donor's political views to secure millions of dollars, which he then misappropriated. Mr. Bannon lied to his donors to enrich himself and his friends. We will continue to take take on fraudulent behavior in every corner of society, including white collar criminals, because no one is above the law. They want to mention there, uh, though Trump pardoned Bannon, he did not extend the same courtesy to his co-defendants, Brian Colfage 
Andrew Badalato uh, and Timothy Shea. Two of the men, Colfage and Badalato, admitted to conspiring to defraud donors. Did they? Or did they take a plea deal which required admission? Shea fought the charges at trial, and 11 jurors stood primed to convict him until deliberations were hung by a lone holdout. The, the indictment disguises Colfage's name as unindicted co-conspirator number one. Well, let me show you this from June 7th. Only we build the wall fraud case to go to a jury ends in mistrial after note revealed loan holdout. Now, they accused the loan holdout of being political, but a judge disagreed. Former President Trump pardoned one of Shea's erstwhile co-defendants, Bannon. Uh, Colfage and Badalato took plea deals. Aha. So did they really do something wrong or did they just cave to the feds? You know what, man? It's remarkable how people will just be like, I'd rather save my own skin than stand up for what's right. Now, the truth is, maybe these guys really did it. Maybe they knew behind the scenes they were going to be stealing people's money. So be it. My thing is, I just don't understand it because who would have cared? What Trump supporter is going to be like, I'm giving you this money, but you better not pay the people I support. Weird how that works, right? Which is one reason I don't really trust it. They say, of the 25 million, Bannon pocketed $1 million. Colfage took 350000 and bought a yacht, a Range Rover, and an SUV, a golf cart, jewelry, and cosmetic surgery with donors' money, according to the indictment. According to prosecutors, Shea secretly funneled $20,000 monthly, a $20,000 monthly salary to Colfage through an anonymous LLC used as a shell company in return for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Perhaps. Prove it in court. I'd like to see it. That may be the case. I'm not saying I trust these guys. I don't. But I'm telling you, you got, you got, to, you got, to, you got to prove it. Let me show you this. Here's, here's some of the evidence. Hey, for the build the wall store, do we want this statement at the top? All proceeds go directly to building the wall from Tim Shea. Colfage says, I'll ask. I think since it can't be proven, it's okay. Tim Shea says, K. Okay. Tim Shea says, I don't want to go to jail. Colfage says, all proceeds or licensing do. Amanda Shea says, LOL, jail. Tim Shea says, don't bend over for the soap. What's proceeds? Let me show you. Merriam-Webster defines proceeds as one, the total amount brought in. Okay. Two, the net amount received after deduction of any discount or charges. Yeah, it's entirely possible that what they meant was after we get paid all proceeds. Now, I don't know for sure. There's probably more to the case I don't know. People here are accusing this lone juror of being biased. And again, I'm not saying I trust these guys. It's entirely possible they did it. But Bannon getting arrested at the state level after the feds pardoned him just shows that Democrats don't care. They are going nuclear right now. Well, I tell you where this goes. We've already seen this from the post-millennial. Majority of Americans say Biden's anti-MAGA speech was designed to incite conflict. Bravo, Joe Biden. The poll found that 56.8% of likely general election voters said that Biden's speech represents a dangerous escalation in rhetoric and is designed to incite conflict among, amongst Americans. Okay. And here we are with Rasmussen. Now, I want to point out, polls are biased. I don't know if you can trust any of these one polls. That was, this was Trafalgar Group Convention of States. And here we have Rasmussen. Rasmussen was more accurate, I believe, in 2016 and 2020 than many other pollsters. They say Republican voters overwhelmingly believe President Joe Biden should be impeached and half of independents agree. That is huge. I think these actions they're taking are freaking people out. Even if Joe, even, even if Steve Bannon did the things he's accused of, you're freaking people out. It's getting scary, man. 
Liberals are already fleeing the country, according to many reports. Daily Beast published a story. Immigration lawyers are helping liberals get visas to other countries. I tell you, this game they're playing, it's not working out for them. Take a look at this from the intelligencer. A smear piece, but it's actually a walk back disguised as a smear piece. I love it. New York Mag says the GOP response to Biden's democracy speech proves his point. Yep, they are dominated, driven and intimidated by Donald Trump. Jonathan Chait, isn't he the guy who said that Trump may have worked for the Soviets since the since the 80s, even though the Soviets don't exist anymore? Hmm. They say last week, President Biden delivered a speech warning that Donald Trump's authoritarian movement posed a threat to American democracy. The Republican response did more to confirm his point than anything he said. Biden's main argument was simple. A wing of the Republican Party aligned with Trump refuses to renounce violence, respect the integrity of elections or accept the rule of law. Biden argued this faction composes a minority of the party, but has been able to bully the party's officials into compliance. This is a walk back, a full throated media defense of Joe Biden, because no, he did not say it was just a small wing of the party that controls it. He did say not even a majority. No, no, he did. He did. But for you to come out repeatedly and say that MAGA Republicans are a threat, that their policies are a threat, and then act like you're not talking about the people who vote them into power, that is disingenuous. They say he's talking about a wing of the party. No MAGA Republican congressperson is twisting the arm of the voter in their district. They're getting support overwhelming support and winning elections. This is them running damage control because the very next day, Biden's like, I'm not talking about Trump supporters. Damage control because it's bad for them and they know it. Well, I'll tell you this. Shout out to our good friend, Jen Uger, who is doing the opposite of damage control and actually hurting the Democrats, I guess. Sure. Jenk says Biden keeps saying MAGA Republicans are not the majority of the party. I think Democrats in D.C. genuinely believe this because they love Republicans so much. But it's just not true. New poll says 61 percent of Republicans say they want Trump to run, even if he is an indicted criminal. An indicted criminal. I love that, Jenk. Not a convicted criminal, just an indicted criminal. Meaning if they indict you, you're a criminal. No, no, I'm sorry. You're innocent until proven guilty. OK, but I love this. Because what Jenk is basically saying is that, uh, no, it's not a minority. Biden keeps saying that it's not true. It's, it's the majority of them. It is 61% of Republicans. And you know what? He's right. Biden is talking about all of them. He's playing dirty games when he does this. No, he's talking about all of them. That's the reality. Well, it's only going to get worse for Republicans. Federal grand jury is probing Trump's PAC's formation fund, uh, fundraising efforts, sources, the grand jury has subpoenaed several individuals in recent weeks, sources say. ABC News reports a federal grand jury investigating activities leading up to the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol and the push by former President Donald Trump and his allies to overturn the results of the 2020 election have expanded into a probe to seek information about Trump's leadership pack, Save America, sources of direct knowledge tell ABC News. The interest in fundraising arm came to light as part of a grand jury subpoenas seeking documents, records and testimony from potential witnesses, the sources said. The subpoenas sent to several individuals in recent weeks are specifically seeking to understand the timeline of Save America's formation, the organization's fundraising activities and how money is both received and spent by the Trump aligned pack. How many of you had to slow the video down to hear what I just said? Anyway, the point is, and the reason I kind of sped through that, we get it. They're going after Trump. They're not backing down. They'll keep doing it. And while this works really well 
for Democrat voters, they're pissing off independents, according to more than one poll. You know, let me show you civics. Which political party do you think is more concerned with the needs of people like you? Independent voters. They're split. 28% say Democrats. 27% say Republicans. 41% say neither. I agree. Neither. I think there's more Republicans, but the Democrats somehow still manage. Look at this. If you go back to uh, 2017, 50% said neither. There was a period where Republicans were winning. It flickers back and forth, and now it's about even. Let's jump to this poll right here. Do you approve or disapprove of the way Biden is handling his job as president? Well, Biden has seen some tremendous gains from July 21st to today. He's gone up from 18% to 30%, 12 point bump. Bravo. It's still nearly two to one. 60% disapprove, 59% disapprove, 30% approve. And let's talk about favorability. Favorable or unfavorable among independent voters, 31% favorable, 62% unfavorable. Nearly two to one people are saying they do not favor, they do not approve of Joe Biden, but he's not the Democratic Party. When it comes to independent voters, they're split fairly evenly. But for the most part, independents don't like either. Hence why they're independent. Now, with Joe Biden making these these moves and the federal government doing what they're doing, I'm hearing more and more anecdotal data. Not that it matters all that much from people saying they're getting freaked out by this. Well, that may be the case. I just want to point out it could still be bad news in the long run. While Joe Biden's job approval is way up, it's still only 42.5. But the bigger concern is how this is going to play out. I also want to point out, just as an aside, Christopher Ruvo points out that new polling from uh, WPA Intel shows Disney's approval rating has fallen to 51% and independents, the majority of independent, the plurality, I should say, of independents, uh, uh, only 47% favor the uh, um, favor Disney. Only 47. That means 29% find them unfavorable and the rest don't know. That's crazy. They're losing the majority of, of independent voters. Now, that's cultural. Why I wanted to bring it up because politics is downstream from culture. But let's talk about this right here. How things are going for Republicans. Yo, Michael Malice made a really great point earlier. The Republicans are going after John Fetterman's health, and it's the stupidest play ever. Because he mentions uh, in 2000, I think it was a senator from Missouri, Mel something. He died, and people still voted for him a month later or a couple weeks later. So the governor appointed his wife to serve in his place. 538 says Democrats are slightly favored to win the Senate in 70 out of 100 simulations. Democrats hold at 50 at 50 seats with Kamala Harris. That gives them, you know, the tiebreaker in only 30 scenarios in their simulation. Do Republicans actually win with 51 votes? You see, with just 50, 50, 50 Democrats have control of, of the Senate. Republicans need to hold and at least take one seat. And over time, it started to look bad. Right around the time the Roe v. Wade ruling, people pointed out the Democrats' chances of winning skyrocketed because swing states matter. Swing states matter a great deal. Republicans may have taken a great um, victory with Roe v. Wade's being overturned, but red states are already voting for uh, Republicans. So right now, the average seats controlled by the parties is, is expected to be 51 to 49. Take a look at this. The best part is, while that may be true, they have this thing showing Democrats winning 
14.3% chance of holding 50 seats. That only shows them as as winning because Kamala Harris. Keep that in mind. But 80% of all outcomes range from 53 seats to a Republican to 54 seats Democrat. There's a 5.6% chance Republicans get 53, 8.3 they get 52, 11.3 they get 51, and there's a 14.3 uh, 14.3 it, it holds. But then with Democrats tiebreakers they win. 15.1% chance Democrats actually pick a seat up. In other words, it's looking really good for Democrats. With Pennsylvania and with Georgia, oh, why Dr. Oz? You know what? Whatever. That's just the way it's going to go, I guess. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. In 538's generic ballot, do voters want Republicans or Democrats? Democrats now lead by 1.2 points. Sad, really. Republicans once enjoyed, according to 538, 2.6. Now, that being said, 538 probably is wrong. Their polls are probably way wrong. The People's Pundit has pointed out that they skew towards, you know, wealthier, higher educated individuals. I believe that's what he said. Don't want to put words in his mouth. But despite the 1.2% the gain, Historically, this still means Republicans will win. Even over at Real Clear Politics, however, they have Democrats with a 0.4% gain on Republicans. Republicans used to enjoy a three point, a four point gain. Look at this in February, four points. They couldn't hold it, though. They couldn't hold it. You know, despite everything that's happening with independents getting pissed off, Republicans are still down in the polls. Now, I know you may say the polls are skewed in favor of Democrats. That doesn't matter. We're talking about comparing the same poll to itself. So even if 538 is biased, when they were showing a 2.6 point lead for Republicans, that bias is still in exi- it still exists today. So 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 perhaps that 1.2 is actually a Republican plus five. Fine. It means that Republicans had like a plus eight before. So they are going down. You guys need to steel man your opponents. Republicans need to be operating on the assumption that Democrats are going to be coming out in massive turnout. And thus, you're going to need to muster up everything you can. Trump is needed for this one. He is. When Trump comes out and makes an endorsement, Republicans win. Without Trump, they don't. People didn't turn out in 2018 for Trump. It's unfortunate, but true. 
Trump's track record, I think 2016 was like 50, or no, it was a 2018, it was like, it was like 50 something. In 2020, it was 70. But now Trump's track record, on, track record on endorsements is like 99 or like 92%. This means you can expect the red wave. We don't know for sure, man. You know, and that's why everybody needs to go out, knock on as many doors as possible, advocate for people to register to vote, help people register to vote. Registered voters tend to vote the fir- for the first time. Uh, they, tend, they have a higher voter turnout rate than average people. And maybe it's because you go to them and say, you got to vote. Then they go vote. Their candidate loses and they say, what was the point? So at any rate, knock on doors. Democrats have a major advantage, especially with ranked choice voting. Let me explain to you what happens with ranked choice voting. For one, ranked choice voting is a better system, period. Now, Sarah Palin's upset because she lost. She should have won if they were using first past the post. But, she, but then she'd have won with a plurality of votes, not a majority. The, the combined Republican votes was still the majority. But the people who voted for not Sarah Palin, their second choice was the Democrat. That's the issue. Not completely, though. But hold on. That's the first issue. Moderates will say, I'll take the Republican, but I don't want the MAGA guy, so I'll rather have the moderate Democrat. That's a reality of ranked choice voting. But here's the big problem with ranked choice voting. How many Republicans don't understand the system? And when they get their ballot, they vote for only one person. And then when that one person loses, that's it. No vote. And then Democrats end up winning with a minority. That's right. Democrats only representing 41 percent of, of the district of, this, of the state. It's the at-large member of Congress. They ended up winning. Now, that's a problem because we're trying to avoid minority rule. Ranked choice voting is supposed to give us a, a more representative majority rule, right? The problem is. Democrats go door to door. They say, here's how you vote. Republicans don't. So Republican gets a mail-in ballot or Republican shows up and they, I don't understand what this is. I vote for my guy. I'm done, right? No, you got to vote for your first choice, then your second, then your third, then your fourth. Education plays a big role in this. Democrats are way better at outreach. That means ranked choice voting will always benefit Democrats because Republicans don't know how to do this. And that's not fair. In the end, though, with proper outreach and education, ranked choice voting should ensure the populists win. Seriously, that's what you guys need to be doing is outreach. I'll tell you why. I'll vote for, you know, you know what I would vote for? I want to vote libertarian. I really do. But I don't want to help Democrats. If we had ranked choice voting at the federal level, I would probably vote for the libertarian candidate for president with my second choice being the Republican candidate, not the Democrats. And that means when the, when the libertarians invariably get seven to eight percent, they don't get enough to carry forward. My vote would then go to Trump, guaranteeing that we don't lose based on our preference. I think it's way better. I think it's way, way better. But the, you're going to need education. And that's the challenge. Democrats have been advocating for this. Republicans haven't been. That means younger Democrat voters know the system. And that means conservative and Republican voters don't know the system. And that means if they fail to vote in the second position, Democrats win with minority votes. And that is BS. Shouldn't be allowed. But how do you solve for that, man? Education and organization. All these Republicans that are coming out saying ranked choice voting is a scheme, you're wrong. You know, you know, I know Jack Posobiec's been critical of it. Nah, there's no logic behind why it would be a bad system. They argue stuff like 
the establishment will always win. And it's like, no, man, what they're doing is an ignorance play. They're hoping that by changing the system up, they can confuse people. But the reality is simple. With ranked choice voting and proper education, I am more comfortable voting MAGA. You get you get a Sarah, Sarah Palin, right? The problem here is education across the board. But if you get a, an establishment candidate and people are like, I don't want this guy, to the, the establishment guy to win. But if I don't vote for him, man, what am I going to do? With ranked choice voting, you just vote. I think the big problem was they did uh, uh, the special election was an open election. So it's like it was an open primary. That's that's the trick right there. Putting multiple Republicans on the ballot. That's ridiculous. Here's how it should play. Rank choice voting. Everybody nominates their people. They enter the fray. Then you should get who do you want to vote for? Republican candidate, Democrat candidate, Libertarian candidate. Done. And like Green Party and whatever other parties make it. And then you'll say Republican. Second choice is this. Democrats will then say Green Party. Second choice is Democrat or whatever. The problem is when you put two Republicans on the same ballot and then people don't know to vote more than once with uh, with, with ranked choice voting. So I think ranked choice voting is a good thing. But I think it's going to require a massive overhaul in education and organization, something Republicans have already been lacking in. But if you lose in this system, bro, you got to learn to play. Republicans got to learn to build culture, got to learn to play, got to learn how to organize, got to learn how to go door to door. And I know it's hard, but that's the reality. So we'll see. I think the heavy hand of the Democrats, I think they're doing this because they know the abortion thing is helping them. But I I don't think the abortion issue is as strong as they realize it plays well for Democrats, but it doesn't play as well for independents. It doesn't, but it's going to help them. It will. Education, organization, knocking on doors. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash TimCastIRL. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. The police have arrested a Democrat in the fatal stabbing of an investigative reporter. And it's starting to look like this Democratic official murdered the journalist because the journalist was writing negative stories about him and cost him his election. Now, a lot of people are uh, highlighting the Democrat journalist angle. They're critical of this guy who's got arrested, Robert Tellis. And I just want to pause and say, innocent until proven guilty. I don't know that he did it. I don't know what the resolution of this is going to be. We don't know what the journalist was doing. We don't know. We don't know. I will tell you, though, it does look like this uh, Democrat did it, at least for the time being, and it could be wrong. And I just want to point out how, you know, for the longest time, the media said that Donald Trump's rhetoric was dangerous and was going to incite violence against journalists. And then lo and behold, here's a big story. Democrat Robert Tellis arrested for the stabbing murder of an investigative reporter. Now, I want to pause for one second and just say this. I know a lot of people immediately want to be like, whoa, this Democrat, he got arrested. Yeah, hold on there a minute. I'm going to step back. I'm looking at a journalist and, you know, mainstream media, and I'm looking at a Democrat. And I'm not going to jump the gun and assume one is better than the other. Like one person was inherently good because of these roles or, or, you know, the job they had or something like that. Yo, journalists lie. And this guy, Robert Tellis, was tweeting about how this dude was like going through his trash and stuff. Maybe it was facetious. But look. This journalist gets murdered outside of his home. We don't know what happened. We don't. But it's looking, it's looking bad for the Democrat. I'll just put it that way. I want to make sure that's clear in the beginning, because I know a lot of people want to jump the gun and, and play that the Democrat did do it. Here's the story. 
A Las Vegas official has been arrested following the murder of a veteran investigative journalist who reported on crime in the city. Jeff German, 69, who worked for the Las Vegas Review Journal, was found dead outside his home on Saturday morning. On Wednesday evening, Clark County Public Administrator Robert Tellis, 45, was arrested. Tellis, a Democrat, failed to win re-election following a series of stories written by German that exposed the turmoil in his office and claimed that he had an affair with an employee. His home was searched by Las Vegas police hours before his arrest. By 6 p.m. on Wednesday, police had returned to Tellus's home in tactical gear and were surrounding his home while Tellus remained inside. About 30 minutes later, he was wheeled out of the home on a stretcher and loaded into an ambulance. So it, uh, it also sounds like this Democrat guy was fighting with the cops. I don't know, though. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I know what happened. Cops could have come in and thrown him to the ground, hurt him or something, but uh, wheeled out on a stretcher, huh? Daily Mail can reveal Telus has been railing against German for months, including in an angry series of messages on social media in which he accused the right. Uh, he accused him of rifling through his trash and writing lying smear pieces about him. I just got to tell you guys, um, look, I don't know, but I, I, I don't know what happened here. But if you came to me and told me that a journalist was lying, I'd be like, OK, yeah, what else is new? And so maybe it's a story of this Democrat guy. He has this this journalist who's lying relentlessly, as we know they do, and they make up sources and, and things like that. Oh, what was that? Oh, I have the receipts. USA Today to remove 23 articles after investigation into fabricated sources. So, OK, you get the point. So I'm not going to trust this guy. For all you know, this guy, uh, Tellus, had a bunch of fake stories written about him and then snapped and then went and did the unspeakable. That could be the beef. Why? I'm not going to believe this German guy was a good dude. They say, and we just don't know. I'll put it, I'll put it at that. He also had a section on his campaign website called Truth, which referred to German by name and accused him of conspiring with Rita Reid, his challenger in the Democratic primary, for the post of Clark County Public Administrator to create false stories about him. I believe it. Reid, who won the June 16th election, was among those who complained of Telus's behavior at work about his alleged affair with staffer Roberta Lee Kennett, a 40, uh, 45, to German. He also accused the pair of conspiring with John Cahill, his predecessor in the role, and claimed the trio were attempting to drag me through the mud for their own gain. I can believe it. I mean, seriously, but I don't know. Here's some tweets by Robert Tellis. He says, wife hears rustling in the trash. Her, honey, is there a wild animal in the trash? Me, no, dear. It looks like Jeff German going through our trash for his fourth story on me. Oh, shoot. I left a pizza box and sushi containers in the trash. In the next article, I'm going to have mob and Yakuza ties. Typical bully. Can't take a pound of criticism after slinging 100 pounds of BS. Up to Article 4 now. You'd think he'd have better things to do. Looking forward to lying smear piece number four by Jay German. One trick pony. I think he's mad that I haven't crawled into a hole and died. So uh, in an angry post on June 19th, three days after he lost the primary, Tellus wrote, if Rita does not win, then her position will not be vacated. Then the employee who wanted her position will not get it. This person wanted to work in the position for three years to obtain a much higher monthly payment in retirement. For that reason, Jeff German and John Cahill may not be done trying to drag me through the mud. To ensure that Democrats rally around Rita, they would have to turn most Democratic voters against me, even now when I should be irrelevant. Don't be surprised if the articles keep coming. Through all of these articles, I've had the support of my family and friends. Despite what Jeff German and John Cahill have tried to do to me personally, I have been backed up by love and support that helped me to keep fighting for re-election while I have lost. 
I still, I still yet have, uh, have that love and support. I, I just got to say, guys, I've seen so much of this. I actually have a bias in favor of the, the Democrat here. No, no joke. Let me tell you how it works. We put on an event in, in the Philadelphia area. We were putting on it as a thousand seats, I think. And um, we were mostly sold when some uh, Antifa people threatened to burn the theater down. That's what happened. We had an eclectic group of voices. We had uh, Daryl Davis, famous uh, for de-radicalizing Klan members. He was our keynote speaker. And when the local media ran the story about us, they said, we're going to play both sides here and you're accused of being far right. And I was like, guy, our lead speaker de-radicalized Klan members. Come on. The event was called Ending Violence, Racism and Authoritarianism. It was like a libertarian conference that opposed racism. And Antifa threatened to burn the theater down, confirmed, and, and multiple stories written about it. And they came out and wrote this whataboutism, both sidesism piece where they were like, but critics say the far right should not be allowed to organize because they're racist. And I'm like, dude, some crackpots who threatened violence accused a, 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 an event that opposes racism of being racist. And you uncritically publish that. Despite the keynote speaker, it is it is psycho world. That was the great reporting from the local journalists who were like, here's what they're saying. Bro, could you do even five minutes of research? No. The venue canceled and we had to move to a more secure facility. The event went off without a hitch, though we ended up having to reject people because the new venue was a smaller capacity. So bravo to the Antifa terrorists who got away with it. And the media uncritically just parroted what they said. When Daryl Davis, again, who's famous, famous for de-radicalizing and, and converting white supremacists away from white supremacy, when he went out and tried to talk to the Antifa people, they, they screamed at him, called him a Nazi and a fascist and all those other things. Amazing how that works, isn't it? Now, here, here's, here's, here's what we got. You expect me to believe that these journalists are just telling the truth. I'm not going to do it. Now, I don't know this guy murdered him, but uh, I'm going to tell you. I, I, I'm not going to sit here and just blame the politician without knowing all of the facts. The police are apparently looking for somebody. This German guy was murdered outside of his home. Let's talk about another story. They arrested Robert Tellis. They went into his house. They searched it. Maybe it was him. Just because the police arrest him doesn't mean he did anything wrong. This, this guy, Robert Tellis, is talking about how this German guy was working with other people to try and get someone a job or something conspiring. What if he's right? What if he's what if he's telling the truth and this Jeff German guy got murdered because there was collusion and something behind the scenes with a Democrat? Why does the bad guy Democrat have to be the guy who lost, who was being harassed by our, by the reporter instead of the Democrat who was accused of malfeasance and working with this Jeff German guy? Did Jeff German question? I don't know the answer. Did Jeff German write negative stories about Rita Reed? Was he only targeting this one guy? I have to wonder. I don't trust any of these people. Hey, look, man, for all I know, Robert Tellis did it. And he's a murderer. Fine, whatever. I'm just saying a lot of angles here. But here's what I love about this story. I love how Brian Stelter writes, September 2nd, 2019, why Trump's constant attacks on independent press are so dangerous. <laughs> oh, so dangerous, Brian Stelter. How's the job search going, by the way? You duplicitous evil man. He says one of the most consistent features of the chaotic Trump presidency are the attacks against the press. Blah, blah, blah. Trump shared 22 posts on Twitter before noon. In between his quotes from Fox News and his retweets about Hurricane Dorian, he blasted the Washington Post and spread misinformation about how major newsrooms operate. 
He also shared a key line from his reelection playbook, claiming that our primary opponent is the fake news, not the Democrats. Some of what Trump posts with the media is legitimate criticism, but much of it is misleading. At the root of it all is a lie that legitimate news outlets are fake. When he says journalists routinely make up sources out of thin air, for example, he has no proof of that charge. Oh, Brian, Brian, you absolutely pathetic, duplicitous man. I just love it. From the New York Times, USA Today to remove 23 articles after investigation to fabricated sources. What was that you were saying, Brian? You duplicitous, you liar, you deceitful, awful man who got fired for being an awful, evil liar. This is the example of why Brian Stelter was just so awful. With, with, with no proof of the charge, now to be fair, the story about USA Today fabricating story, uh, stories came out after this. And maybe the real issue is that Brian Stelter is just so bad at his job as a media reporter, he never looked into all of the stories all of the time where this kind of stuff happens. How many journalists have been fired for stuff like this? Ah, yes. Good, good job, Brian Stelter. With, with no proof of the charge, he either misunderstands how the press operates or is misleading people on purpose. He's been saying it for years and he's been corrected for years. So at this point, the latter is more likely. OK, Brian, here's what I expect of you. An apology, because maybe at the time you didn't know they were fabricating sources. Well, USA Today was probably this individual is probably fabricating sources well into this this time period. I don't know. The most recent article was published on April 17th. Miranda was not reached for comment, blah, blah, blah. Fired, fired, fired. OK. All right. All right, Brian, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. How about you go on Twitter right now and say, I was wrong. I'm so sorry to Donald Trump. It turns out he was correct. And there are circumstances where journalists fabricate sources. Are you going to do it? You're going to you're going to apologize. Oh, I didn't think so. With regards to fact checking, the White House press office receives a fact check increase from reporters every day. The press office sometimes responds and other times declines to comment. Trump continued. They take good news and make it bad. They are now beyond fake. They're corrupt. The good news is that we are winning. A real opponent is not the Democrats or the dwindling number of Republicans that lost their way and got left behind. Our primary opponent is the fake news media. In, in the history of our country, they have never been so bad. Oh, they might have been, dude. They might, they might have been, you know, maybe not as bad as now, but they've been bad. You know, he goes on to mention Maggie Haberman. Oh, I love it. He says Maggie Haberman of The New York Times, who is also a CNN political analyst, tweeted out an observation that a Trump advisor shared with her weeks ago. That the president, whose own approval ratings have stayed upside down, needs voters to feel negatively, not just about his opponents, but about the longstanding institutions. Oh, Maggie Haberman, didn't you uh, have damning information about Trump, but you held on to it and you didn't release it until your book was published? Oh, you know why, right? Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com 
using the code pool at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com code pool. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. They want to sell books. They want to make money. It's crazy. You know, this industry just really, really is crazy. We have people come on Timcast IRL all the time to sell books. And the funny thing to me is I know how much sales our show, uh, like I know the amount of sales that our show can pull in. And then I just wonder, I'm like, destroying the country for what? A few thousand books? Seriously, a few thousand books? No, think about it. If Maggie Haberman is right, in that Donald Trump, you know, is doing illicit dealings or whatever, and she holds that stuff to sell a book. She is withholding critical information from the public to make money. That's what they do. That's quote unquote journalists. And Brian Stelter comes to defense to help support the lies and the manipulations. It's gross. It's crazy. But here we are. Nearly three years ago, Brian Stelter wrote this garbage piece. Trump and Fox, a twisted relationship. Let me show you something I really love. Let me show you NewsGuard. NewsGuard says TimCast.com, the website that uh, I run, has an 82 out of 100. Oh, it's a great score, isn't it? But what's this? We don't gather and present information responsibly. Now, why is that? What's this? They say we occasionally published inaccurate, misleading claims. Oh, I'm sorry, NewsGuard. What did we do wrong out of the fourth? thousand articles that we had published by the time of them writing this article, five of them were bad. I'm sorry. And that's an, that's an overestimation. That's unfair to us. It was actually two. Two stories out of the 4,000 that we published were bad. Yeah. And, uh, and we issued a correction because we issued a correction immediately upon being noticed, uh, upon notification. And uh, we had an employee who was lifting sections from other news outlets and rewording part of it, plagiarism. We fired him immediately upon discovering it. We took down the articles and issued apologies. And, uh, and that's it. You know, we had, a, we had a bad employee. It's unfortunate. It happened. I think it was a total of like four. Uh, it it might have been uh, at the time we found like four articles. And I think the total may come out to like seven or so. I'm not sure. Out of 4,000. Hey, man, I'll give anybody the benefit of the doubt, like USA Today, they fired somebody who wrote 23 negative stories. Well, we never went that, we never had anything that crazy. We never had anyone fabricate news. That's nuts. We've had false, like we've had stories that need to be corrected. I think it, I think we've corrected probably, you know, dozens of stories. And it's usually really, really quick. Like a story comes out and then I'll be like, hey, you know, we got to fix this. This is, this is not correct. Or it's, and I'll even, I'll even frame check. I'll be like, hey guys, the framing on this, I don't like, like, I don't like stories that are negative about Joe Biden. I don't like, it's like, Conservatives say X about Joe Biden. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't care for that. You know, tell me what he did. Give me the criticism later or something like that. But here's the point. That's how the media operates. Timcast.com. Let me show you. Let me show you the corrections on the insane garbage article that NewsGuard wrote. An earlier version of this, of this nutrition label inaccurately described the Tales from the Inverted World podcast as science fiction, inserted, inserted bracketed words that muddied the meaning of one of Poole's quotes, inaccurately referred to Poole as Tim Katz's top editor, and incorrectly described Poole's previous roles at Vice, and Vice News and Fusion. Whoa there, buddy. Let's try that again. Inaccurately described Tales from the Inverted World as science fiction. One false statement. Inserted words. They fabricated words. 
wow, that should be like 10 strikes in one because that's that's fabricating information. But we'll just give him one strike for that. Inaccurately referred to me as a top editor, inaccurately described my job at Vice, inaccurately described my described my job at Fusion, and also falsely claimed I live streamed from Brazil and Turkey with Google Glass. Six errors in one article. And these people have the nerve and Brian Stelter has the nerve. No, when I hear that a Democrat is criticizing the media, I don't immediately blame the Democrat. I think Trump was right. I think Democrats, for the most part, are corrupt. For the most part. I think a lot of Republicans are corrupt, too. But I think for the most part, Democrats, it's the rule. Republicans, it's the exception. Why? Well, because we have like Rand Paul. Legit. Good dude. You have people like Thomas Massey. Legit. Good dude. You've got Republicans that ain't all bad. Now, it's true of Democrats, too. There are some that are all right. Ro Khanna, I think, is an all right dude, for sure. However, Democrats march in lockstep and vote in lockstep with the machine. Republicans don't. I don't like the Republican Party. I'm talking about the fact that there are more Republicans who push back on the machine than there are Democrats. Exception, rule, you get the point. Look at this. Editor's note, the nutrition label was updated on August 23rd, August 9th, and August 8th to add corrections described above, to add comment from Poole responding to blah, blah, blah. Here's the point here. When they published this, I said, how are we irresponsible? We should have a perfect score. And they say, well, you know, five out of the 4,000 articles we deemed to be, you know, problematic. And because you didn't correct them until we told you to, you're irresponsible. And I was like, no, irresponsible would be not correcting them. And we did as soon as we were notified because we make mistakes. And they said, too bad. And so then I said, hey, your article has a bunch of false statements in it. They issued some corrections on August 8th. And you know what? I didn't give them an exhaustive list of the errors immediately. I was like, is NewsGuard going to be responsible? They weren't. They did not do a critical review of the piece. And then I said, you guys also didn't correct these things, you know, right? So on August 9th, they issued more corrections. And then I said, on August, on August 9th, they still didn't issue a correction on everything. I said, you're not following your own corrections policy. And they send me a legal letter from their lawyer saying, screw off. They asserted they had no obligation to fix their fake news. So I then I escalated and I said, how about you answer in a federal court filing why you think you can violate your own policies? You admit you know these things are incorrect. You won't correct them. And then I said, and you know what? Here's the best part. Here's another factually incorrect statement. Now, I believe there are more incorrect statements in this. It took NewsGuard two or three weeks to finally fix the BS. This is what you need to understand about the media, how they lie and manipulate, and they do it for money and political power. So am I going to blame the Democrat or the journalist? I don't know. The journalist got murdered. We'll see how these things play out. It's looking like the Democrat did it. But I want to remind you how evil people in media are. It was only after like five legal demands that they actually issued a correction on August 23rd. It took from the 9th to the 23rd. So two weeks, the whole process was over a month or was around, was around three weeks to a month. And they still refused to say that we were responsible despite them having lower standards than us. That's how the media operates. They knew they lied. Here's the best part. See where it says they, they inaccurately described tales from the inverted world of science fiction. It took them two weeks 
to admit to what they did wrong as per their own corrections policy. These people are duplicitous. They are liars. They are evil. The moment they reached out to us and said, hey, this story is is incorrect. I said, thank you for letting us know. Immediately told the guys, fix this. We do not allow fake news on TimCast.com. And it was an error. We make mistakes. It happened. They came to us and said, why didn't you claim Donald Trump is lying about the election? And I said, all we are doing is writing a story about a quote. And they said, well, that's irresponsible. And I said, then we'll change it. If you think that's that context is important, we'll add that. And they fault they falsified a quote from me. That's how evil these people are. So when I saw these tweets from this from this uh, Democrat guy and he said they're lying about him, I'm sympathetic. I'm sympathetic. I am. Now, I don't know what he did. I don't know if he did it. Innocent until proven guilty. And if he did, then he deserves to go to prison because violence is wrong. But don't come to me and act like you whiny little babies in the media who lie all day, every day are the poor victims all the time. Then you go out and attack Donald Trump and say Trump is is making it dangerous. MAGA Republicans are going to attack journalists. Oh, apparently the news is it was a Democrat who did it. Amazing, huh? I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Leftists are livid after Zion's Bank pulls funding from Boise Pride Festival over planned children's drag event. Yeah, my friends, the left is losing the culture war. They've had cultural dominance from some time, and it's starting to wane. Zion's Bank, upon realizing that sponsoring Pride meant minors would be involved in adult activities, said no. They released a statement pulling their funding and boy, are the le- is, is, is the left pissed off because they're losing and they know they're losing. But here's the thing. This is a culture war. Only one sponsor has pulled out of this event. There are many more that overtly support the sexualization of children, and it is creepy and weird. But you know what? This is the decision that many businesses have to have to have to make and they have to go through. Zion's Bank was probably, you know, I, I imagine they're not super political, although more and more people are becoming political. I have to imagine that these people who run these banks and businesses are sitting there saying, if we sponsor this, will we make money? If we don't sponsor it, will we make money? And what's happening now is for a, for a business like Zion's Bank, they probably did the math and said there are more people who would be angry with us over sponsoring child drag events, then we would gain customers. And thus, we ain't doing it. Look, I don't know about the, the, the mainstream left, if the majority of them actually care and support this. I don't think they do. I think it's the activist fringe cult left and moderate Democrat types are probably like, I don't know anything about it. So when you do the cost benefit analysis, the cost risk analysis, you've got a business that says, listen, Every single conservative is going to lose their mind and pull out of this bank, out of our bank if we do this. And we're going to gain like, what, 13 customers, if that, for doing it, not nah, whatever, we're out. And by canceling, they put a target on their backs. Here's the story from Idaho 6 News. Zion's Bank pulled its sponsorship for the 2020 Boise Pride Festival over a planned drag kids performance. In a statement posted social media Wednesday, Zion's bank officials announced they were unaware of the event's activities involving children and minors and have pulled participation for the 2020 event. They published this statement. Over the years, Zion's bank has supported a variety of pride events because they are an important part 
of our support for our LGBTQ employees and allies and are representative of our efforts to foster an inclusive, diverse and equitable workplace and community. This support for all of our employees and communities remains unchanged. However, when we committed to our sponsorship of this year's Boise Pride event, we were unaware of the event's activities involving children slash minors. Since learning of these basic activities, we have made the decision to withdraw our participation in this year's Boise Pride event and have communicated this to the event organizers. Major victory for the culture war right. Why? So I have companies that uh, we like to buy from vendors or whatever. You know, we get we get a supply of various goods, alcohols, for instance, T-shirts, things like that. And um, we get these things to have a nice environment at the castle. Some of these places get really excited when we put in a big order. We'll put in a big order. It'll be thousands of dollars. And they'll say, wow, what's this for? I'll say, we have a production studio. We do a podcast. And they'll go, whoa, would you put up our sign on your podcast? And I go, no, I won't. You know why? I don't trust your business. Not all the businesses, just some of them. You see, here's what happens. You put up a sign for a local business that wants public attention. And then what happens when they get bad public attention? What happens when the left comes after them? Will they stand up and get your back? I don't know. What I do know is it will generate press. Right now, Zion's Bank is generating press with their statement saying we don't want to sponsor sexual events for children. Uh Uh-oh. Narrative is being set. Regular working class people who don't know what's going on are going to hear about this and say, whoa, why, why are they pulling out? There are, there are kids there? What, what? Sounds really, really bad. That's the point. So if we here at Timcast were to put up some business's sign and the left attacks them and then they come out and start attacking us, nah, I'm not interested in that. Now for the businesses that outright say they support American values and our ideals, oh, we'll put up all your signs. We'll put them up, we'll put them up everywhere because we're fans, right? In response, Boise Pride organizers posted a statement to Twitter saying they are saddened to learn that this is how they have chosen to respond. They say Boise Pride's response to the statement from Zions Bank after pulling about pulling their participation in this week's Boise Pride Festival. Zions Bank has been a valued sponsor and supporter of Boise Pride for many years. We are saddened to learn this is how they have chosen to respond to clearly anti-LGBTQ plus rhetoric and actions. No sponsor at any level of support receives approval of the Boise Pride stage lineup. We have shared our statement on what the drag kids performance is and its importance to, to the identity and self-expression of the LGBTQ plus youth involved as well as those watching. Yes, drag shows are sexualized shows, period. They always have been. Having kids perform this stuff is over the line. They say minors have participated in the Boise Pride Festival both on and off stage for many years. Pride and inclusivity do not begin at age 18. It is important for families and LGBTQ plus people of all ages to see themselves reflected in society on screens and on stages in positive, affirming ways. And we stand behind our entire Boise Pride entertainment lineup. I don't believe them when they say that minors have been involved. Yeah. But what does that mean? That they go on stage and play guitar and sing a song or that they come out, uh, you know, uh, with a painting or give a speech, a drag show is when an individual takes their clothing off in exchange for money. Now, it's not overt stripping. It's more like go-go dancing, but you get the point. 
drag kids kids planned for 12.45 p.m. Sunday at the event is described in the official Pride Guide as a drag show like none other. The drag kids range from ages 11 to 18 and are ready to bring it to all the Boise Pride Festival stage. Yeah, I got to tell you, man. You see, not everyone in the LGBTQ community is a is is an abuser, a child abuser or a pedophile. But uh, unfortunately, there are pedophiles who are trying to hide behind LGBTQ as a shield. In respi- response to Zion's bank, Gays Against Groomers says this is how it's done. It's not anti-LGBTQ plus to oppose the sexualization of minors. It's called doing the right thing. Thank you for taking this brave stand. We applaud you. Nichols for Idaho. Idaho State Rep District 11B and GOP State Senator elect D10 Nichols for Idaho. People Titian, do your homework when the left attacks you're over the target, tweeted, closing my account. Why? Seriously, why is a Republican closing their account because Zions is canceling their support for drag kids? Do they do they not understand? This is weird, right? Nichols for Idaho says when the left attacks you're over the target. Did you make a mistake? I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure I follow. This is a Republican. OK. Someone said you should close your candidacy as well. Then someone said found another groomer. It's very, very strange. That response. Don't know. But certainly is what people are saying. I will take my business elsewhere. Context. Here's the tweet from Chris Rufo. The city of Boise is hosting a festival featuring child drag queens as young as 11 years old, sponsored by Citibank, Wells Fargo, Target and Hewlett. Hewlett Packard. And yes, drag shows involving children are explicitly designed to re-engineer child sexuality. As the academic queer theorists have explained, these performances are sites of queer pleasure used to liberate children from the rhetoric of childhood innocence. Parents should follow their intuition. It's a huge red flag for adults to have young boys dress up as women and dance for tips while removing clothing. Chris, don't forget. Amazing that Zion's Bank, founded by Brigham Young, is now supporting child drag queen performances. Want to understand what's happening? Read my new parent's guide to radical gender theory. In Miles Chong says, even Mike's Hard Lemonade and Jack Daniels. And that's so weird. Here's what we got. Drag story time. Stories read by some of your favorite drag queens and kings. Come gather up close on stage and enjoy the stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Why you have this stuff going on for kids? for kids, drag kids on stage, ages 11 to 18. Well, I'll tell you, good for Zion Bank to say no to this. Uh, you, you can see we've got Jack Daniels, Wells Fargo, Kiss FM, Mike's Hard Lemonade. What is all this stuff? Gilead, they're sponsoring it. Go Go Squeeze, Optum, Intuit, Micron Columbia Bank, T-Mobile, bravo T-Mobile sponsoring the sexualization of children. Tito's, Tito's vodka. What are you doing, Tito's? Fred Meyer. Oh, geez. Albertsons. Oh, no. Albertsons. Well, here's a good list of companies not to give your money to. Now, I'll admit the T-Mobile thing is hard because there's like three cell phone providers. So do what you can, I guess. CEO takes a break from Spitfire Audio after stating support for J.K. Rowling. Let me tell you why it's so important that Zion said no, because there are many people who are scared to speak up. Let me tell you why it's so important that we build culture. This guy, this CEO supported J.K. Rowling, and now he's taking a break 
Okay, take a look at this story. Vancouver billboard declaring I heart J.K. Rowling defaced and removed. They outright called it hate speech. Vancouver Nonpartisan Association Council, is that what it means? Sarah Kirby Young calling the billboard hate speech by saying I love J.K. Rowling, who has clearly been associated with denouncing the trans community. The intent was really clear here to be an anti-message against inclusivity and against the trans community. As a city councilor, when I see that I just feel we have such a responsibility to call that out and stand up against that kind of divisive behavior. What, dude? It's just a billboard that says I heart J.K. Rowling. Man, I'm impressed. I remember when they did that big campaign, It's Okay to Be White. They put up stickers, you know, all over the place saying it's okay to be white. And the media said that it was white supremacy. It's, 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 it's white supremacy to tell people that it's okay to be white. It, 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 it is. It's fine. Whatever. Be who you are. Whatever. This is where we're headed. It's what they want of you. They want you to fear that any attempt at defiance will be met with, a, with, with, with swift punishment. Well, my friends, let me tell you, we're winning. It's all about building culture. With Zion Bank pulling out, it's just one grain of sand in the heap pulling back from the cult. More and more, we are seeing people build, build culture, stand up, start companies, set up a parallel economy, and this is what needs to be done. Here's a story from Post Millennial. The co-founder of Spitfire Audio, Christian Henson, is currently on a break as the company reflects on how to move forward with the supposed hurt he caused by tweeting in support of J.K. Rowling and Father Ted creator Graham Linehan. Linehan sorry. Henson's Twitter account no longer exists. But the tweet from September 5th read, As a parent, I can no longer keep my mouth shut about this. I am in full support of Glinner and J.K. Rowling. Please look into this. If you have young children, it's in the post. If you have autistic children, it's probably already on your doormat. Bravo. Christian Henson, bravo. You know, so many people are scared to speak up. And it's frustrating because you need to. But I get it. I get it. When given the choice between food in your child's mouth and standing up for your child's future, people choose food. It's the immediate problem. And so long as the left has control of that, people won't speak out. So here's what we're doing. Y'all may have noticed we put out a song. Number two, digital sales. Number two, we charted on the rock charts at like 21. Charting, uh, I think like Hot Rock and Alternative was 24. Rock was 21. We were, we're charting in Canada. Even Will of the People was charting. Man, I, I'm, I'm eternally grateful. But I tell you why we do it. This dude, Christian Henson, he said, I can no longer keep quiet about this. And they punished him for it. We need to make sure a parallel economy exists. Support Dan Bongino, who, who co-founded Parallel Economy. That's what it's called. We use Parallel Economy for TimCast.com when you become a member. You are helping Dan Bongino. You are helping us. And you are helping create a parallel economy, quite literally. So when they decide to fire these people and tell you we won't support you, they'll have a place to go. And as that tide turns, what do you see? One by one, the dominoes are starting to fall. CNN firing Brian Stelter. Many more to come. The partisan crackpots are, are, are getting purged. And the culture is starting to shift back to reason and reality. We at TimCast, along with The Daily Wire, along with many other prominent creators, have realized we have to make content and culture. I'll tell you why. For one, 
Jennifer Lawrence comes out and says she's terrified of Tucker Carlson or some nonsense. She does movies. They give her airtime. She talks nonsense. We need to use cultural influence to explain our ideas and expand our values. But for the longest time, the right never did. They did not make art. They did not make culture. They just complained. And because they did not own these spaces and they didn't even engage with them, you get people too scared to speak out. I mean, look, Zion Bank, they need to sign people up. How do they do it? Well, they thought we'll sponsor Pride. We'll get our logo everywhere. People will praise us in the media and then we'll get new customers. But something changed. The right has been pushing back to an extreme degree. Not extremist in politics, but pushing back more than they've pushed back probably in forever, or at least in, this, in my lifetime. So Science Bank then sees, hey, we're actually going to lose customers by doing this. Let's leave. CNN, Politico. Oh boy, they're going far right. I'll tell you what's happening with them. It's funny. The left keeps claiming that right-wing grifters are just espousing right-wing talking points to make money. The business guys look at their bottom line and say, we're not making money off this weird woke stuff. What's that about grifting? You mean people on the right make more money? You know, we're going to have a change in plan here at this company. Money talks. I tell you what, there are a lot of lefties. They like to talk smack. But I tell you this, the moment you hand them a paycheck, they change their mind. I guarantee it. I bet you that I could get any any one of these prominent lefties. It depends. If they're already wealthy, they're going to tell you to screw off, right? If they're making money off this stuff. But you take a look at these activist left types, maybe a musician. Think about a musician who's woke or a comedian who's woke. I guarantee you, if they get offered more money, they will change their tune in one second. No joke. Now, look, there are some people with, with, with prominence and they make money off this stuff. You're not really going to. If someone's like making a million bucks off being woke, like manipulating people and selling them stuff, grifting, as it were. You're not going to be able to outbid them, right? If someone's making 100K and then you offer them 100, they're going to say, screw off. But for a lot of these people, they don't make money at all. They're just in the mob. You walk up and say, hey, man, I really like what you're doing with that uh, music project. How about I send you a couple grand, you know, and we, we work on a project together. All of a sudden, they're not all of a sudden they're like, well, you know, we got to We got to come together and be in the middle here. You know, it's, it's wrong to vilify your opponents. How much money was that again? It's amazing how that works, isn't it? It's true. You know, I talk about it quite a bit, but that's the reality. We need to create economic and cultural incentives for people to say F you to the cult, to the abusers, to the creepos. So we got to make music. We got to make comics. Look at Eric July's Ripaverse. Man, dude made like what? Three million dollars. Three million. Is that how much you made, dude? Wow. I hope you buy, you know, a, a Model S plaid or a, a Get yourself a, a Challenger. Get yourself, I don't know, a Lambo. I don't, I don't know. Just get yourself something nice. You deserve it. And I mean it. We're capitalists here. Anybody who succeeds in the cultural space and is pushing back and helping us stop the cult, y'all deserve to buy whatever you want to buy. That's the best part, right? You see, in the principled side of things, where we are capitalists, none of us are really crying that people are succeeding. Ain't nobody complaining that Glenn Beck's worth an exorbitant amount of cash or that Tucker Carlson's a millionaire. No, because we're the capitalists. We're like, no, nah, that's cool. Like, thank you for doing the hard work. You deserve a reward. Congratulations. It's the left that claims people shouldn't be allowed to be rich. And then they go and buy themselves fancy cars. Grifters.
That's the game. But you know what? I don't know. I don't care. I'd welcome each and every one of those grifters to stop espousing their 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 psychotic garbage, destroying the system. I don't care if they're grifting. I don't. You know, the intent behind why someone does something good is less relevant to the actions that they're doing. The, and, in, and in fact, often intent is substantially less relevant, right? So what I mean to say is if someone runs into a burning building to save a box of puppies, I'm not going to get angry when I find out that someone paid them to do it. I'm going to be like, someone gave you, gave you $1,000 to do it. Oh, you're not a hero anymore. It's like, I don't care. I'm glad you got money. Hey, man, buy yourself a milkshake. You deserve it. You saved those puppies. You know, people talk, we, we look at what's going on with the, uh, the left and with uh, abortion and sterilization of children and sexualization of children. And it's like, you know, the end result of all of that intention or otherwise is, le- is, is, is depopulation. I'm not saying there's a conspiracy to try and depopulate the earth. I'm saying that would be the end result no matter what you do. So intent is not really relevant, is it? In the end, all that matters, building culture, convincing people to walk away. The sad reality is many of these people who are in the woke cult don't care for politics at all. They're just saying what they think they need to say to keep working. But the moment they get an opportunity on the other side of things, they'll take it. It depends. If somebody's making, you know, say there's a struggling musician and they're saying all this woke stuff. You offer them a record contract to produce music and get it published. I guarantee you they will change their tune in one second. All of a sudden they'll come out and be like, look, man, I know we disagree, but I think it really is important that we work together. And that's how it goes. Money talks and BS walks. Zion's bank. Why did they pull out? Because money talks. And they looked at it and said, the amount we're sponsoring this for and the amount we're going to lose over this is not worth it. People do not like seeing kids be sexualized. And so ultimately they say, I'm out. And you know what? If the right keeps the pressure up, boycotts, etc. I used to not be in favor of them. If the right keeps the pressure up, sooner or later, all of these companies will back down and say, we don't know, we don't care, just please buy our product. When these guys look at their accounts, they don't go through each account and say, right wing, left wing, left wing, right wing. No. They say, how many accounts we got? 300,000. Excellent. Hey, our accounts are going down. Why? We're receiving a bunch of hate mail over sponsoring child drag shows. Whoa. Okay, cancel that. Cancel that. We don't want to lose. We don't want to lose people. That's the way it works. That's business. So you know what? That's how you got to make it happen. That's what you got to do. Here's what I'm saying. We're making music. We're making, we started with Cast Castle. You should check out Cast Castle. It's really funny. And Tales from the Inverted World, because we want to create a production space for a variety of people. So they can come out and say, I quit. And we can hire as many as we can. We're not a big, we're, we're a big boat. We're not the biggest. So we can't save everybody from the sinking ship. But people who come and work here don't have to worry about social media policies saying the wrong thing or feigning wokeness. Now you can speak your mind here. That's what people need to do. So, Bravo, Zion's Bank. Let's see, let's, let's see the pressure mount. What about these other companies that are still sponsoring it? I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash TimCast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, 
You can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. PolicyGenius helps you compare your options from top companies, and their team of licensed experts is on hand to help you talk through it. Talk to a team of award-winning agents who will walk you through the process step-by-step. Easily compare quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Your work-life insurance policy may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. Even worse, it may not come with you if you leave your job. Policy Genius gives you unbiased advice from a licensed expert support team. They have no incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com.